0: General Hospital, General Hospital, this is Medic 5 currently route to your facility ETA
1: of about
2: 10 minutes. We call it clinic in form of a backpack because everything they would need to run and operate on clinic, they have it in the kit.
0: Okay, I'm going to say it if no one will. No one likes visiting hospitals. That's unless you have a passion for medicine and healthcare. Hospital visits are almost always unpleasant. And should you need medical attention, this unpleasantness gets magnified by tenfold. The lack of medical facilities and the long queues you'd find in most African hospitals will most likely discourage anyone—and I mean anyone—from going there unless they have no choice. To mark the return of beauty in Africa, we spotlight Tibu Health, a startup looking to take away the long queues and inefficiencies that plague Kenya's healthcare sector by coming to your doorstep. Now. That's a dumbed-down version of the solution, but more on that later. The question you could be asking is, why will anyone take on such a challenge? Before coming to Kenya in 2013, the Canadian-born Jason Carmichael worked with an NGO to tackle a cholera outbreak in northern Sierra Leone. He arrived in Kenya to work with AMREF as a public health grad student, but he began to notice the painful gaps in healthcare delivery. Carmichael observed that most doctors did not work full-time, and those who did couldn't work to their full capacity, so they were barely
1: enough to cater to thousands of people. We saw some supply and demand side problems early on that we wanted to further investigate and test and see if we could put a model around it and monetize it while at the same time solving an important public health problem.
0: That's Jason Carmichael, co-founder and CEO of Thibu Health. When you dig into the public health problem it's referring to, you'd not only find an unpleasant story, you'd also be wondering if any solution can address them. First, we'll need to understand Kenya's healthcare system. Now, Kenya divides its hospitals into six levels. Levels 1 and 2 are facilities like community dispensaries or clinics for primary healthcare. And it progresses all the way up to level 6. Which features highly specialized referral hospitals. HOSI, a collaborative hospital listing and review platform, places the number of Kenyan hospitals at 243, which is public, private, NGO, and faith based, among others. Now, note that HOSI does not record community facilities and dispensaries, which are levels 1 and 2, in their report, and it begins its records from small hospitals with just minimal healthcare facilities. Now, Let's move on. From these figures, we can surmise that there's one hospital serving 221,000 people in Kenya, but that doesn't paint the full picture of the country's healthcare system. The UK, for instance, loaded as having one of the world's best healthcare systems, has just one hospital serving 54,000 people. In contrast, Nigeria has one hospital for 5,000 people, but still ranks slightly lower than Kenya and way lower than the UK in global healthcare indexes. How can this be, you ask? Well, delivering quality healthcare requires more than just establishing hospital units and filling them up with beds. We need to consider medical infrastructure, healthcare professionals, costs, medicine availability, and most importantly, preventive measures. The figures that stand out show a clear gap in regulatory focus between Kenya and a first-world country like the UK. Let's take hospital beds for example. We keep talking about them because they improve a doctor or a nurse's ability to treat a patient when used to their full capacity. A bed in this context ideally refers to one that is fully staffed, funded, and available for use by the patient. Following the COVID-19 crisis, most African hospitals, Kenya included, faced a huge debt of hospital beds, we should point out that Kenya was one of the better prepared African countries to face the pandemic. So far, Kenya has 1.4 beds for 1,000 people, less than the global average of 2.3 beds for 1,000 people. By comparison, the UK has 2.4 beds for 1,000 people, which is slightly higher than the worldwide average, but the scenarios in both countries are different. The UK is seemingly following the mantra, why build more hospitals or more beds, when you can put measures in place to prevent people from going to the hospital in the first place. In recent years, the UK's policies have actively reduced the number of hospital beds in favor of providing healthcare that reduces the demand for hospital facilities and faster discharge. This initiative is not without its problems, but the country has been able to double down on elder facets of healthcare. While Kenya has just 26 doctors serving 100,000 people, the UK by comparison has 443,000 serving the same number of people. While one country has actively recruited doctors to boost its healthcare, the other has made some confusing moves. With a less than ideal health situation, it has fallen to entrepreneurs to make the healthcare space in Kenya way more exciting, a recurring trend across the entire African continent. The problem on Carmichael's hands here were as big and as lofty as they come. The technology to execute this at scale was no main feat. But luckily, he met the illustrious Peter Gicharu. Born and bred in Kenya, Gicharu met Carmichael in 2017. At the time, he was neck deep in building solutions that include livestock management systems and tracking systems for different companies and individuals
2: part that attracted me most about the solution was the challenging bit that went along with it. So the tech implementation of it. At the time, I thought the idea was a bit crazy since no one had actually tried to embark on such a journey at the time. Having a practitioner come to your place was unimaginable. No one has tried it. So to me, it was very interesting and challenging idea to pursue. Tibu's has grown over the years to
0: become something even more first iteration worked more like an on-demand healthcare delivery system, just the way you would place an order and get matched to a driver on Uber. Before launching, all the dutiful surveys and data gathered showed that people wanted an on-demand service, so they went all in. But Carmichael and Gitaru were in for a surprise, and that assumption was pretty
1: quickly
2: I we found whether what the market was in need of was a schedule approach where I don't need the doctor right now but I'd like for them to come to my place at say next week or the weekend so that they can free up my schedule to accommodate for that
0: but how does it fare in the Kenyan space since that initial phase Tibu Health has evolved into a more dynamic startup through its website mobile app, SMS or email, prospective customers can book various services like home consultations, lab work at home, COVID-19 tests, and special services.
2: Once that gets to our side, we have customer support representatives who are able to engage the client. There's a triage process between dispatch and immediately after they call where we're able to see whether this is a case we're able to uh, send our practitioners over to. One thing to note is we do not dispatch for emergencies. In cases of emergencies, we do recommend our patients actually seek medical assistance from the nearest facility. So you don't want someone who's bleeding out to wait for your services. They actually need medical attention then, then.
0: Once the team determines it can attend to the patient, they deploy the required medical practitioners armed with the appropriate kit. Did I say kit? Oh, yes! Apart from its telehealth platforms, Table Health's medical practitioners are armed with a backpack containing items you typically find in clinics.
2: We call it clinic informable backpack because everything they would need to run and operate their the clinic, they have in the kit. It's a small backpack where they're able to do labs, take vitals, diagnose as well. For other services such as sample collection, they might not need a backpack, they have a handheld kit where inside they have everything they need to collect samples and send that to the lab.
0: Tibus doctors can write prescriptions and its partnership with some pharmacy chains allows speedy prescription delivery. Patients can pick up their prescriptions elsewhere if these partner f- pharmacies are unavailable. In the case of surgeries, patients are referred to the nearest hospital. Running around Nairobi typically takes 30 to 60 minutes, so Tibus drivers get around in a car or a bike, depending on the type of kit in use. Interestingly, Yaru claims that no other company is currently offering what Table Health offers, and the few that have tried this have had to pack up, given how difficult this space is.
2: Apart from that, I'd say maybe telehealth, but we find telehealth constrained in that your interaction with the practitioner isn't that detailed. We offer the opportunity of having a practitioner with you. So with that, they're able to take your vitals, they're actually able to examine you and be able to treat you accurately. As opposed to explaining your symptoms and explaining how you're feeling over video, and that has been a blocker, at least for the telehealth space locally.
0: He also adds that telehealth is just one feature out of several that will act as a support for its core business. With so many moving parts, Gitaro is not shy to talk about the difficulties of hiring the right people for the right roles.
2: Is for some few key roles that we found really good individuals to fill. Others have been a bit more painful and time-consuming to fill. And when you actually do, it's not the right fit. So we've been going through a few restructurings and a few hiring stages, especially for tech as well and admin roles. But it has been certainly not an easy time when it comes to the
0: while companies face recruitment issues, getting staff to stay productive after hiring them is also a real pain. It's perhaps noteworthy that we came across Magic Mind while researching some parts of this story. You see, in the area of remote work, 80% of employees are reportedly burnt out and some others have difficulties focusing at work. The founders at Table Health have had to come up with creative and painstaking ways to boost productivity. But Magic Mind, a proud sponsor of this episode, is giving a magical elixir that makes you focus better on your work and your workouts, be more creative, and reduce your reliance on caffeine. Yes, that coffee. The Magic Mind drink is made up of all natural ingredients, including adaptogens, which help reduce stress, nootropics, which improves blood flow and cognition, Ceremonial grade matcha that boosts energy. The narrative was so compelling that we decided to try one, and I'd say it's worth your time. Head over to www.magicmind.co BIA and use our discount code BIA to get a limited 20% off your first order. If it doesn't meet your expectation after 5 days of consistent use, Magic Mind is offering you a money back guarantee. While we grapple with Africa's health issues, a productivity drink to take your morning coffee or get into that heated workout is quite essential. In addition to the healthcare difficulties we listed above, it's estimated that 450,000 Kenyans are pushed into extreme poverty every year due to health related expenses. Seeing a general practitioner would typically cost 1,800 Kenyan shillings to 3,000 Kenyan shillings, that is $15 to $25. While visiting a specialist starts from a minimum of 3,600 Kenyan shillings or $30. This amount might seem small for some, but this is quite significant for a country with 16% of its population living on less than $1.9 a day. Table's health home consultation costs. 1,850 Kenyan shillings, or $15, an amount Carmichael claims is too cheap for the quality of healthcare on offer.
1: That's the doctor at home doing a head to toe consult. That's high end concierge medicine for less than $20. Unheard of. Or about 20% cheaper than anybody else in the market.
0: Carmichael maintains that the company can beat down costs because it has fewer operational expenses than a standard brick and mortar hospital. In his words, the medical kids can do 80% of what is done in a clinic. Employing this method has helped the company break even three times since its 2020 launch and increased revenue by over 236%. But there's still a huge part of the market up for grabs. Insurance would make Tibu's proposition a no-brainer for most customers, but it remains out of the reach for most Kenyans. At 11%, insurance penetration in Kenya is still very low. Comico seems to think that there's an apparent lack of accountability in the insurance sector, and most are not willing to take a chance on a healthcare model that I'm familiar with.
1: The reality is, our model can virtually eliminate the fraud question. Our model can save a ton of money for insurance companies because we don't have this big health infrastructure and because we increase the access points. To healthcare services.
0: currently partners with nine insurance companies, most of which are global, but two are in Kenya. While countries like Nigeria have a cultural issue with insurance, Carmichael insists that Kenya's insurance gap is mainly institutional.
1: The mindset needs to change to one that's a little bit more proactive and progressive How do we leverage these new models and make them better, and work with these companies to make them better, to make the insurance sector and the health system as a whole more efficient, more transparent, less corrupt, less wasteful, etc.
0: Kenya has a massive doctor deficit, but Tebo is hiring for many roles including tech and design. The company shows up against inevitable losses to big tech by creating a talent pipeline where junior developers are hired and paired with senior developers to gain experience. So far, the model has worked. The startup has gained up to 20,000 patients since its 2020 launch. Though there's some investor push for Tibo to launch in West Africa, Carmichael insists that they would rather close in on East Africa and understand it.
1: Our first objective is to expand our footprint and expand the service offering within Nairobi so we can capture more of the market. After that, we're looking at different strategic towns within Nairobi and we'd like to plant a flag in both Rwanda and South Africa within the next year and a half or so.
0: Interestingly, Tibus founders are not so keen about raising money, having chosen to focus on bootstrapping rather than taking the popular roads which he describes as a PR play. In November 2019, it raised $100,000 and a little more a few months later, but all under a $1 million. However, for Tibu to make a dent in Kenya's health sector, its services would need to be more widespread and available to counties outside of Nairobi. In summary, we're saying Kenya needs more of Tibu or more startups like it. Thank you for listening to Build in Africa. This script was adapted by Emmanuel Paul. Research and interview by Immanuel Paul. Sound designed by Uliwa Femi Kolawole and Immanuel Paul. This is a production of TechPoint Africa. I am Immanuel Paul. Please subscribe, share, and drop a review of this podcast by searching for Built in Africa on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also email us feedback at hello at builtin.africa.